Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what other movies inspired it. And today on the show, we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to get into what that is in a second, but first I want to make sure you're all following us on social media at PiecingPod, subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Also, uh, if you're enjoying the show, rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear what you're thinking of the show. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group, to get in on the conversation and get to talking with us about movies. We would love for you to join us. So, uh, you know, w- with that said, let's let's get to what we're doing today. So this, first of all, is an episode that's been delayed for quite a while. We recorded it way back in the Halloween season. It, it's for the new Halloween. New meaning, uh, was it, like three months old already? But uh, we recorded it back around Halloween time, and what the idea was, was we were going to do an episode where it was both a piecing it together of Halloween, the new uh, David Gordon Green, uh, Danny McBride version of Halloween that just came out, while also being a breaking it apart, which if you don't know what that is, breaking it apart is a special series of the podcast where we do the same theme as what we normally do, except for we do it backwards. So instead of taking a look at a new movie and trying to figure out what movies inspired it, we look at an older movie and try to figure out what movies were inspired by it. And so what happened is while we were looking at Halloween and uh, you know, kind of coming up with our list of movies that we thought inspired it, we realized all of those movies were inspired by the original. And so it was a perfect opportunity to do this like thing that may never happen again where we could combine uh, piecing it together and breaking it apart into one episode. So what follows is an episode that we recorded, uh, me and my co-host Chad Clinton Freeman, for this episode. Uh, like I said, way back in October of 2018, uh, but by the time we had it recorded, there was already a bunch more episodes in the pipeline, and the movie had already been out for a few weeks, and I figured we were wait for the Blu-ray and digital release. And then once that finally did happen, uh, a few weeks back, then we also had a whole bunch of other episodes that ended up pushing this one back in time. So, uh, I, I'm sorry to David Gordon Green and company, um, you know, I wish we could have gotten this out a little bit more timely. But uh, you're probably not going to like it anyway because neither of us really like this movie that much. Uh, I know a lot of people did enjoy it. Um, neither of us were those people. But that being said, it was still a lot of fun to talk about. And if nothing else, John Carpenter's score is, of course, amazing. So anyway, 
Let's jump into the conversation with Chad Clinton Freeman. And again, this is both a piecing it together of the new Halloween and a breaking it apart of the original Halloween. All right, so today on the show, we've got back with us Chad Clinton Freeman. Chad, how you doing? Doing great. How's it going? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Um, This is a movie that people went really crazy for. Um, We're going to get into it as we go, but I think both of us were fairly disappointed with it. Um, But... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, we will well, certainly get into that as we go. Um, but this right. this provided a really uh, unique opportunity, something we've never done here on the show before. Uh, as people listening may or may not know, we have a uh, side series of the show uh, called Breaking It Apart, where instead of looking at a new movie and figuring out what movies inspired it, we look at an older movie and figure out what movies were inspired by it. And... Uh, this movie being what it is it's it's a sequel and a uh and sort of a reboot of the original um 1978 john carpenter halloween and which was such an influential movie and so this really puts us in a place here where we can talk about movies that were inspired by the original and that clearly did inspire this new one as well and so it's uh I think it's going to be a fun talk. Yeah, no, definitely a lot lots of um inspiration and influence to talk about uh and kind of connect the dots uh in yes. a in fun way of um this this movie influenced that one and then that one influence this one and so yeah a it's lot gonna be of, like uh, a little history of slashers along the way and, yeah, um, yeah exactly with with exactly. some tangents into other areas as well but i mean it should be uh it, it should be fun being able to uh connect a series like this i don't think uh, this is something that we'll see very often where it goes through from an original to a new one uh so clearly with with like a connect the dots type of thing right yeah so uh you know, I think we should start this thing off by uh, just talking uh, briefly about, um, and this is something we normally would do on a Breaking It Apart, uh, talking about the influence um, that the original 1978 Halloween had on uh, just cinema and filmmakers in general. And, you know, I, I'm I'm a horror fan, but you, I always think of as, you know, more of a horror fan than myself. Um, if you want to like kick it off a little bit, talking a little bit about Halloween's influence. Well, uh, the thing is, uh, you know, about horror in general is that, uh, what, where, where it comes from there, there's two really cool things of where it comes from, uh, that makes it so much fun. And one is, um, oftentimes horror movies are created with, the spirit of making something out of nothing, you know, the mm-hmm. really do-it-yourself kind of uh, small filmmaking and, um, like I said, just creating something out of nothing. And then at the same time, there's the trying to scare people and right. trying to uh, in- induce terror and fear. So there's those two elements that really make the whole genre as a whole just a fun thing. Um, and that's really what this captures so well. 
because you know uh this was a, a a small indie film um that was able to yeah just like break through and be this huge success uh that has just spawned so much uh influence in so many different ways um and really uh one of the 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 keys to that that really made this one really uh be as big as it was is prior to this like the the big um you know scary movies and even ones that were 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 indie sensations like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre which is one mm-hmm. of my all-time favorite movies um in the case of it and and in just about any other horror movie that you can think of the people were going are stumbling upon that terror like the terror didn't necessarily come to them like a texas chainsaw massacre they drive all out in the middle of nowhere and stumble across the house and basically it's it's almost that you you go into the wilderness and you get killed by a bear type thing whereas the case of this this was in the suburbs and it's like the bear came out of the woods into the suburbs and and you're not safe it's very yeah, and it's very much a very creepy, creeping, stalking kind of terror. It's you like know this could um, really happen to you, and this this yeah. is something that could happen in your neighborhood. Right, exactly, and and it's it's so suspenseful too, and so just like slow, like dread. Dread is a good a good word to describe the way this movie functions as it's coming for you it is coming you're you're not going to stop it it's coming you don't know when it's going to come but it's going to get you um mm-hmm. and in that sense it, i mean it's kind of like the movie the blob in that sense um that it's just uh, or or night of the living dead that's another good example um right but again it's it's this uh, sense of it's creeping in it's coming to the suburbs and so that's the the thing that really i think struck the chord with like the masses uh because that's always the thing nobody ever cares about anything until it's like wait a second that could happen to me that could happen (laughs) in my neighborhood and then that's when it really uh you know uh sticks with people and so i think that that's where this one really really uh struck the nerve with the masses and what made it into uh you know uh such a success now at the same time it's a really really well made movie um Mm -hmm. i I love uh the cinematography of this movie and the uh editing of this movie um the 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 long takes the um you know it really sets a scene um and and like i said it's very voyeuristic too oh yeah yeah the score yeah the score (laughs) is so so good no, it is, and it, it, it and that's the thing. The movie's very simple in many ways, and the score right, is very is. simple. The cinematography is very simple. The editing's very, and it all works so well. That's the beauty yeah. of it. It's just, it's just like so brilliant too, because it's just like, it's like, man. I mean, I, I, I that's the thing. There's just so many little things about it that just works. Uh, it's it's one of those things where it's just like so many elements came together and right. it's somehow you know it's like magic you know it's like 
uh, one of those things it's like destiny it's like all the ingredients uh, came together and boom there it is i should probably admit here at the top of the show um (laughs) as a kid it always seemed like to come down to you know freddie jason and michael um and you know who 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 did you like best which movies did you like the best um I was not, as a kid, a fan of Halloween or Michael Myers. I I always liked Jason the best, um, and I liked those <laughs> movies the best. And then I liked uh, the Freddy movies, uh, mm. the Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, so I barely remembered this movie because I had only really right. seen it like maybe once or twice when I was a kid. I don't even remember if I've ever seen any of the sequels. Um, and so I got to... Uh, watched this in the theater uh, at the Sin City Horror Fest um, just before Halloween, just before the new one came out. And so it was almost like seeing it for the first time, even though I'm sure I saw it back when I was a kid. And so I I do want to admit straight up, um, while I was watching it, I was incredibly impressed by a lot of the things you were just talking about the cinematography, uh, those long takes and, and, uh, seeing things that you know immediately like i was already making mental notes of like puzzle pieces we're going to talk about on this episode like there's so right. much influence uh, from this movie but i i still just like when i was a kid i didn't necessarily like it that much and i i know <laughs> i'm kind of in the minority on this um but it's still as as a story i don't like i just don't get much out of it i think is the problem um but well, and that's the thing. There, there. Like I said, it's very, very simple, and there, and there is not right. a, a lot of story. Um, and here's the thing that that's okay because you know what? I don't like a Nightmare on M Street. I love Wes Craven, uh-huh. and I don't. I'm not in love with Nightmare on M Street, and I don't love Scream either. And I love Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Um, Wes Craven is one of my <laughs> favorite directors, and somehow those two, I don't. I, I, I appreciate them, but I'm not like with. those people that are just like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. And that's the thing you always have. You have different schools now uh, of, of this is the greatest ever, especially when you're talking slashers. Now for me, always Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And of course Mm -hmm. it came first. So I'll say it's the greatest. So anyway, I just want to bring that up. (laughs) Which by the way, we still will end up doing a uh, breaking it apart on Texas Chainsaw one of these days. So don't worry. You'll you'll get plenty of time to talk a lot about Texas Chainsaw, even though you might talk about it on on this some more, I'm sure. But I'll uh, probably talk about it on several (laughs) other shows too. Oh, and I was going to say, I I am jealous that I I haven't seen this on the big screen. I've, I've yet to see this, um, on the big screen, uh, the only Halloween's, the only Halloween's I've seen uh, in the theater, I saw the, uh, I think it was part, would have been five or six, I don't remember exactly, uh, <laughs> and then I saw H two O, and then I saw the new one. So those are the only ones I've seen in the theater. So I still hadn't got to see this one on the big screen. Um, I think. <clears throat> that it is one, especially with the cinematography that would play so well um, in a theater yeah. um, and like probably uh, look so much better than so many of the movies that, that come out these days. So, yeah. 
Well, I would I would actually say um, that's one more thing before we get into these puzzle pieces. Um, obviously, as a composer and a composer of uh, synth based horror scores, which is my main thing. Right. Um, obviously, this this is a huge score for me. Uh, John Carpenter, one of the great uh, synth based composers, and. Um, you know, I would actually say, and I was, I found this was one thing that surprised me about seeing it in the theater. The cinematography is what stuck out to me more than even the score. Um, it just looked so good. Um, right. That's definitely the thing to me that really stood out as the best like element of this movie. Right. Um, but with that said, I think let's um, let's jump into some of these movies. So. Uh, I kind of set it up at the beginning of the show, but as we start to talk about these, you're going to notice, and I'm talking to the listener now, uh, you're going to notice that we're kind of blending together now what would be a regular piecing it uh, together about the new Halloween, which is directed by David Gordon Green and written by him and Danny McBride. Um, And uh, we're going to be talking about movies that influenced it, but that were influenced by the original John Carpenter Halloween. And so uh, with that said, you want to jump into the first puzzle piece that you've got there? Well, uh, the first one that I got, um, it's basically one influenced by uh, the original uh, John Carpenter Halloween. I don't really see it as one that's influenced the the new uh, update, but uh, that's It Follows. It Follows to me um, is the closest movie that i've seen that kind of captured what halloween did um it very much feels like it it wants to be a john carpenter movie uh with the way it was shot and the way it sounds um and i love 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 it follows um oh yeah it um there there that's the thing because i was actually rewatching uh the original halloween last night um, uh, mm-hmm. for this episode and what Halloween really does so well is it just captures fall. It captures fall, those long takes and the people just walking down the street, the wind blowing, the trees are, are, are swaying and the, and the leaves are falling down. And then that soundtrack, for whatever reason, yes. that totally just captures fall. And then you, especially you see the kids going uh, trick-or-treating. There's these, you know, just these uh, takes of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis just looking down the street and seeing the kids. Um, just evokes such uh, feelings of fall and Halloween. And for me, it follows does that same thing. It does it in a different way, but it does that same thing. Um, I know specifically, and it follows uh, the, 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 the shot that always sticks out to me. And I'm not even sure why, but there's just a shot with uh, they're in the car and they're driving and the score really swells up and you see the leaves falling down as they're driving. And for whatever reason, that one always gave me that same feeling. And it so just reminds me of uh, Halloween. Um, and for me, it follows was one of the, the best movies, uh, horror movies of, of the past, probably 20 years or so. Um, I love that movie so much. And, and the other thing yeah. about it is, is that it, it captures that same, just like, slow creeping dread that it's just like it's coming and you don't know when you don't know where yeah and and there's another there's another part that i really really love in that movie 
uh, where they're like in a library, I think, or something along those lines. And the camera like pans around and then you see people coming. They're like walking and it's like, you don't even know if that person necessarily is even a part of it or if it's just a random person walking <laughs> and it right. gives you such just like this like anxiety it's just like uh and it and it's kind of like the whole night of the living dead type of feeling as well um so yeah. um totally for me um it it follows was a a, a huge one in, inspired by halloween and and such a good movie too that um i mean and if anybody I, I listening think, has I not seen does. they have to watch oh yeah absolutely um i think it does it did influence the new one as well i had it on my list actually uh as mm, well okay um and yeah i think it does um you know th- those those kind of uh the the way that the young people are portrayed and uh which i think kind of aligns itself uh, very well with the way that uh, that they did it with, with that David Gordon Green did it. Also, another thing, um, the score is a major part of it. Follows and yes. uh, which is you know clear, clearly influenced by John Carpenter. But also, if you go back, you know the the original movie, it's it's definitely like it's still the same uh, kind of score, same kind of sounds, but it's a little sparser. Where it's you know a lot a lot more built up and and electronic in the new one, um, which uh, it follows is one of the best. Um, uh, electronic synth based uh, oh, yeah. horror scores yeah. and in recent memory. So, I mean, I definitely think it, it, it goes both ways on this one. And yeah, I was actually going to say you had mentioned earlier when just talking about the influence of Halloween, uh, I actually wrote it down what you said. You said, uh, you don't know when it's going to come, but it's going to get you. Right. Um, and I mean that, that's like, that's practically the plot of it follows. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, you know? Right, yeah. Right. So that's, um, yeah, so no, that that's that's perfect, and I did have that one as well. Um, so I'll go with my next puzzle piece, which I think goes hand in hand with it follows, and that's Stranger Things. Oh yeah, um, yeah, again, yeah. Again, we we've got amazing synth score, um, you know, heavily influenced by John Carpenter. Um, you also have um, just that that setting of like you know the small town, and uh, you know again going through the, going through the streets of the suburbs and in, in like the small town America and like and you know just th- th- there's something out there there's something creeping it's coming to you you know um, and yeah and and fun in fun in the sense of. Uh, you know the scare, scary kind of fun, not not knowing what's going to happen, right? Know? And 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 it really captures a time as well that 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 eighties kind of time. Of course, the new one is set more, uh, you know, set in in uh, recent, and as well as Stranger Things being set recent. But um, but uh, it 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 gives you that feeling of of uh, back back going back to Halloween, you know, back to those right. old days, simpler time type thing, right? What the 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 new one definitely is confusing as far as time because it's supposed to be now, but it doesn't yeah. feel it for me. So it, uh, it doesn't but, feel like. And it, I was going to yeah. say this too. Uh, it, funny you mentioned Stranger Things. Uh, I, Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, and you know the uh, Halloween was her actually her first movie. Um, she reminds me in that movie uh, almost as an older Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, I can totally see sure. uh, yeah, yeah. once Eleven is older, her kind of being like 
this Jamie Lee Curtis type of actress. I totally, I totally see that. Um, it very much reminded me of her in that. Um, and, and it's funny, I didn't even put Stranger Things down. But as I was watching, I was thinking of that in my head. And um, yeah. it, it totally, uh, it, it was probably the music that probably really uh, cued me into Stranger Things and even made me think of Eleven. So um, <laughs> it, it's very, very funny. And then not also, though, the, the parallel of um, that, that thing being out there and not knowing that there's a, a good parallel there with stranger things as well. Uh, and it mm-hmm. being this uh, suburb based is also also. So yeah, no stranger things is definitely a, a good one there. Um, and, and totally, I, uh, I, I haven't watched uh, season two yet. So I, I, I Oh, no season, to me, I like season two better <laughs> myself. I, I really okay. enjoyed season I gotta two. I got to get to it. So, <laughs> Yeah. So what would your next puzzle piece be? Well, an- another one, um, and I kind of starting this off uh, with ones I see more as uh, just influences of the original, I mean, from the original. And uh, and that's actually um, Death Proof, uh, Quentin Tarantino's, uh, you know, entry into uh, Grindhouse. Um, as I was watching this one, uh, because uh, you you had said something uh, right after you had saw it at the theater that uh, so much of it is Michael Myers driving around in a car, <laughs> and and it is, and I, I you don't ever remember that that it's just that, like, that shocked me. Yeah, <laughs> it shocked me. Well, and the other thing is that there there has always been the joke of how did he learn to drive? Uh, he is a very good driver yeah. for having been locked away for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but um that's so weird so 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 death proof actually uh was one that came to mind um just uh you know i mean the the way this wasn't is done though the the scenes even in the car they're done with such suspense it's almost in a way um kind of um like jaws but with with the car instead it's just like it, you know the this slow creeping around just almost kind of just stalkerish and um almost you know like drive by kind of feeling that you're getting uh and and so death proof uh came to mind cuz i mean death proof is basically a, a slasher movie with uh the car being like the main um you know uh villain uh in a way yeah and especially early on in that movie the way the the car just kind of creeps around uh it's very much uh i i never realized that until i just rewatched halloween of how um tarantino had taken some inspirations from halloween uh with it um but yeah i mean you know death proof's not a great movie um it's uh, one that uh, a lot of people <laughs> don't like i actually like it quite a bit i think it's a it's a fun movie it's a several movies crammed into one but definitely the first half of that film i feel um it takes a lot of inspiration from halloween and i i I don't think there's any uh... i don't think there's any uh influence necessarily that david gordon green took from death proof but i will say this yeah i will say this death proof because tarantino he loves to do this it's like death proof what year is it in that movie? It's so confusing because it seems almost in a way like it's maybe in the seventies, but then they have cell phones and it's just like, what year is it? And, and that's kind of a, yeah. that's kind of the feeling I get with this new uh, 
Halloween. It, 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 of course, David Gordon Green's kind of that same way, I think, as Tarantino. They just love to just kind of screw with not really giving you a specific time that their movie takes place and just kind of toying with um, you know, elements from lots of different decades, uh, which kind of just sure. makes things fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that's a fun, that's a fun one because yeah, I, I found myself kind of laughing in the theater <laughs> when I was watching and seeing it with the car. I was just so surprised by that. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one. So, uh, my, my next puzzle piece, and uh, this is a pretty obvious one, but uh, it has to be said, and that's Scream. Yes. Um, yes. Which, of course, is a total love letter to the original Halloween, um, and I believe absolutely influenced this new oh, one totally, as well. Oh, um, totally, totally. The, the way that it's gen- generational and all that. Um, and and uh, Scream, you know, was a really, really fun thing when it came out. Um, I don't believe it you know what i wasn't going to do this but i think i'm actually going to combine uh, a couple uh, two puzzle pieces here because uh i feel in a if if they do this right with the sequel that's coming out soon i feel like happy death day is such like a fun resurgence of slashers oh yeah um, and this is another puzzle piece I was going to bring up. If, if the sequel is good, I feel like they could be on their way to another almost scream-like moment with a resurgence right, of young right. people slashers. Right. And um, and I and I think that that that's what sla- what Scream did in the '90s. I feel like Happy Death Day could do now. And I feel like both are, of course, hugely influenced by Halloween and. Uh, Especially Happy Death Day, I would say, um, influenced the new Halloween um, in so much as that uh, it's slashers happening now. Like you said, it's it's uh, as far as the story wise, it's kind of it's kind of hidden about when it's supposed to be set. Um, but as far as I mean, like in the culture now, it's uh, it's interesting that we're bringing uh, slashers back, right? Right. Now. Well, and that's the thing. And again, this kind of goes back to the original thing I was kind of talking about with Halloween is that <clears throat> that's what Halloween, the first one did was it really kind of modernized the slasher because the slashers basically yes. slashers existed because you had psycho and you had a uh, Texas chainsaw massacre. You had black uh, Christmas mm-hmm. and then Halloween really modernized it. Like I said, dropped it into the suburbs and that's what really made it take off. And then scream did that same thing. And what scream really did is it made it fun. It made it pop culture. It, uh, you yes. know, it, it 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 brought like this almost uh it's funny uh, i was just talking about tarantino like this almost like tarantino kind of feeling to it um and it's like a self-referential yeah yeah, yeah made it very like meta they, they knew what they were yeah. and so then yeah. that really helped uh you know have a boom of it and then yeah happy death day very fun movie uh does that same sort of thing and then, yeah, that spills over in, into uh, – here's the thing is that I feel like Happy Death Day and Scream, both um, movies, like I said, I'm, I'm not a lover of Scream. I, I respect Scream. I've uh, From the day one that I saw it at the theater, I just – I was not in love with it. It was one of those movies that I wanted to love that I just did not love. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Happy Death Day, a lot of fun, but it's just like it doesn't go beyond just being like a fun movie. But both of those, to me, mm-hmm. far superior to that new Halloween movie. But yes, uh, definitely, <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely of that same vein. Problem with the new one is that it doesn't quite like like how Happy Death Day kind of modernizes it, like the way Scream did. I don't feel that the new one really does that too much. I, I maybe maybe to a degree, right. it really pushes it to the forefront of talking about slashers and and getting the masses on board but it it doesn't really modernize it that much it does sort of in that same way that scream did because it it really uh tries to tap into that like um you know tarantino pop culture almost like kevin smith sort of way too with the dialogue and the characters Mm. um but um i I, what and I, I'll go ahead and I'm bringing up a different puzzle piece, but what that made me think of was the other Halloween remake, which is Rob Zombie's Halloween. So that aspect okay. of David Gordon Green's Halloween just r- reminded me of Rob Zombie, and not just his Halloween movie, but uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses, which I loved, Devil's Rejects, which I loved. Halloween, which I didn't, I did not love so much, uh, and obviously his Halloween was very, very much influenced by the original Halloween. Um, but so was his House of right. a Thousand Corpses. I mean, he he's somebody that's like the Halloween, like basically is something that bleeds through Rob Zombie. It, it did before he ever did movies. It's his whole, shit. yeah, it did before he ever did movies. He did it in his music. Um, yeah. With White Zombie and then as a solo artist. So, so yeah, I mean, um, very, very much so that that's, that was sort of what I got is it, it, this felt in a way more like, uh, the, the new Halloween. It felt more like a, a Rob Zombie Halloween than I was hoping for. Um, but that being sure. said, yes, I, I think Scream and Happy Death Day, and then now with the uh, that the the new Halloween, it is almost like another uh, modernizing of the slasher, which is like the 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 great mm-hmm. thing that the 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 original movie itself did. Um, so it, again, tying everything oh, all yeah. back around, um, it's. Even though I was not a huge fan of this of this new film, it is fun to definitely to look at and talk at, and uh, and and just see how yeah. the things do connect <laughs> and come back around. Well, an- another thing about about Scream and Happy Death Day that I think um, the new one is lacking uh, specifically is character. Um, I, I I there's such like a mishmash of characters mm-hmm. in this new movie. And they're all like so uh, like in like in Scream, for example, there's all these characters and they're all doing their own separate things. But, you know, where they relate to each other, whereas for some reason, the characters in this new movie, you would almost think they're just two separate movies that are (laughs) like just like spliced together somehow. And I, I think maybe that's due to a shitload of right, rewrites right. or something along yeah. the way. Like, I don't, I don't know what exactly led to that, but it, it's unfortunate because um, 
that is that's such a uh, such a great way to get that like youthful energy of like uh, like all these like fun young characters and then you know setting them up to get right, killed right. in a good slasher right. movie. Um, but instead, they're just out doing whatever the hell they're doing that has nothing to do with the you, story. Yeah, exactly. And 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 again, though, to me that that sort of feels like Rob Zombie because here's the thing: Rob Zombie he right. he writes great dialogue, he writes fun dialogue, and he does good character development. But he does it very strangely. He does it in this weird, bizarre way that doesn't always work. And I feel like that that's what this new Halloween does. It does this weird character development, this weird dialogue where it's like you have this scene between two random people. And it's like it's funny. It's a it's like a great scene in itself. But it's like. Where does that scene matter? What what does that matter? Who are these people? And it's just like, why are they talking about this <laughs> when it's like they could have so like used that dialogue bit between two other characters and made it mean something? It's so like, yeah, that that is the downfall of the new one. It's just like so so bizarre yeah. in that way. Um, so, uh, you know, my next puzzle piece actually has to do with um, with all these young people uh, in the movie. And um, this might seem a little out of left field, uh, but maybe okay. not. But uh, it's actually Mean Girls, mm. which um, seeing the way all of the uh, the girls like, you know, act and talk and like very like very real like friendships right. high school friendships and like all the the, the talking about you know about their life and their their school and all that stuff um i in the original halloween i i feel like having these strong female characters um you know really influenced mean girls in in a way even though it's in a completely different genre and then i feel although it's not very well explored i feel like they're trying almost in some of the shots and the way that the school scenes were shot in the new Halloween, they almost reminded me of like shot for shot of how uh, the walk and talks and all that were done in mm. Mean Girls. Um, but of course, we're talking about these characters that are completely unexplored, like we were right, just talking right. about in uh, in this new Halloween, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, Mean Girls is my uh, that, well. He, I'm gonna have to admit, I I I. I like Lindsay Lohan and I've actually never seen Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I, I've actually started to watch it before and but I put it on like when I was like too tired to actually watch it. I've never seen Mean Girls. I know <laughs> that's like a, a, a like bit pretty big sin, especially for somebody who's like you know, oh, I'm a I'm a defender of Lindsay Lohan, somebody who's like, no, Lindsay Lohan is good. Yeah, and seriously. I hadn't seen that movie. What exactly are you defending then? <laughs> I know, I I'm I know who Lindsay killed Lohan. me. Is a great movie. I know who killed me. Oh boy! Speaking of slashers, moving on. <laughs> um. So no, here here's the thing though. Is it's funny because I didn't even think of that though. Uh. But but here, you mentioned Mean Girls and and yeah, the way that the uh. The girls are portrayed in Halloween. The realism of it, the the, the good character development of uh, those main three girls, um, is totally like uh, something that influenced uh, 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 the craft. Heather's um, 
Jawbreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they're they're all in that same line of like Mean Girls, or at least I would assume. Uh, absolutely. So I mean, and it, it's yeah, funny. Absolutely. I didn't even think of that until you mentioned Mean Girls. But yeah, I totally, I totally see that. That was one of the, I think the other things though that was really, really. Uh, uh, big and influential about the original Halloween is that you did have, um, you know, these strong female characters and you, you, you didn't have them just playing victims and you had, you know, that's the thing with horror movies, uh, especially in slashers is the final girl, um, which, uh, people yeah. always credit uh, Halloween as being the movie that started the final girl when it is actually it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, not to bring that up again, but um, <laughs> but that being said, the the, the characters uh, of Halloween are so much better than the characters in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, though, uh, especially uh, uh, right. you know Jamie Lee Curtis, her character. Um, and while we're, while we're uh, mentioning that, what I wanted to uh, bring up my next puzzle piece, which I uh, see as one that was influenced by uh, the original and influenced the new one, and that's Terminator 2. Um, Terminator 2, mm. big time, I feel, in two ways influenced by Halloween. One, I think Michael Myers... Um, the character, I think, I think the Terminator character in general is very Michael Myers from the original, and then of course, in in, in the second one, it wouldn't be uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character; it would be the cop. Um, but uh, also, right. you know, uh, the Laurie Strode character is a big influence of Linda uh, Hamilton's character, and then I feel like that I feel Absolutely. like the new Laurie Strode in the new Halloween is total influenced by linda hamilton in terminator 2 she's literally yeah she's no literally she is linda hamilton she terminator really 2. is yeah <laughs> now that's the thing though is that i think that uh i think terminator 2 it does some things really really well in regards to dealing with the uh, you know the 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 mental state of the character that i feel that they they kind of did like a, a bad attempt at in the new Halloween, uh, the, the whole, uh, right, right. you know, uh, horrible, tragic things and how that had its effect on the person and how that person, um, it, it affects them in a negative way. And they're really kind of deteriorating, but at the same time, they're actually very, very strong and nobody realizes how 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 strong that has made them um and yeah i mean i think in in many ways that was one of the things when i was watching the new halloween is i i was like man this is terminator 2 in so many ways because that's the thing you know we we just recently resaw terminator 2 together in 3d um that that was probably like two years ago it seems like it was like a week ago but uh So that was the big one that I thought of, and Terminator that was the, the big the one that I thought of when I was watching the new one. But then when I rewatched the original Halloween, I was like, "Wow, that this one bled into Terminator Two, and then it bled into the new Halloween." So um, definitely, that's interesting. I like that. I like that. I'm surprised I didn't think of that being as big of a 
Terminator 2 fan as I am, uh, that's a really well. And in the in the, like the in the in the at the same time, what's funny though is if you think about it, I I feel like that Terminator 2 is an influence of Stranger Things as well. Oh, so for I mean, sure. absolutely. That, that's the the great thing of the the cycle of influence. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, right on. My my next few puzzle pieces, my my last three actually. Um, uh, there now I'm getting into ones where. Uh, these are only really talking about the new one. Uh, although I don't know, maybe as we discuss them, maybe we'll see some influence from the uh, original as well. Uh, but the first one I wanted to bring up um, is uh, this is kind of a trend in horror mm-hmm. movies recently, um, and I think it kind of started with the Baba Duke, and that is using a horror movie uh, to mm. deal with grief. Um, and that that seems to be something that's been happening a lot lately. I'm sure it's happened plenty of times well before the Baba Duke. And I know you are not particularly a fan of the Baba Duke, even though I think it's great. And yeah. I know a lot of other people liked it as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're talking about Laurie Strode's, uh, you know, her anxiety, her like PTSD right. of dealing with uh, what what happens with the original, you know, the events of the original Halloween and all that. And um, which isn't something you would normally delve into in, in just the usual traditional horror story. Uh, whereas that is something that is pretty forefront to a lot of recent horror movies, not necessarily the PTSD aspect, which was uh, kind of an original take, I think, but uh, with just mental health in general and dealing with uh, dealing with with something affecting somebody like actual effect, long term effects of uh, of these kind of violent acts that you'd see. in Right. These horror movies. Yeah, no, I, I get that uh, totally. Um yeah, I'm 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 not a, a huge fan. Again, I think uh, I always feel like that there's the 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 fans of it follows, and then it feels like that if you're not on the it follows bandwagon, where you're like, man, that's amazing, then you're on the uh, Babadook uh, bandwagon of oh, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's always seems like <laughs> it's the Freddie Jason Michael of the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> Tells a lot about who you're going to be as you grow up. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, totally I see that too. Um and uh that that's that's funny though because um uh it kind of uh takes it and 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 and, and turns it because okay, that's the thing if you go back to Psycho, okay? So Psycho, it doesn't, you don't ever see like that much of like the victims or like the aftermath and how anybody, like what, what the killer um, did to them mentally or anything that it is, it, but he, right. it hit the movie itself is because of, you know, his mental state and, and his, his life. And like, it, it's, it's like from the other side of it. Um, he, you know, cause it, it was, uh, influenced by, uh, uh, Ed Gain, uh, the serial killer. Uh, and then, uh, so it was Texas sure. Chainsaw Massacre, which at the same time is very much about like, you know, uh, the, basically the, the product, you being the product of, you know, a bad situation and uh becoming this monster and 
it never really does show like what the monster effect is though on the individual and um halloween you don't really know any of that there's a mystery as to like what's going on with his head and right. it's like it's not even like a thought at all it's just like a big question mark he's just pure evil and then though this yeah. one the new the new halloween it really dives into that of well what does that do to an individual when they're in that situation now i did like that aspect i i feel that they didn't explore it fully the way that i wish they would have i feel like it's kind of half-assed the other thing that is bizarre to me uh and then i think that i think this is a problem uh that that movie has because it erases everything from two on is that um Mm -hmm. it's almost like the whole world moves on but she doesn't uh, which I don't think would have happened. I think the whole town would still be just totally ape shit over that this happened. But it just feels like that she kind of got stuck <laughs> in time and everybody else is like, it's like, whatever, get over it. And it's just like, no, <laughs> the whole town would just be like ape shit. It, it's yeah. pretty bizarre. So, um, you know, and there would be yeah. people having parties of, <laughs> oh, it's Halloween, Michael Myers. You know what I mean? It's like, that would be like, especially the younger people, it would be like a thing that, and that, that sort of thing has kind of been explored in, um, you know, some of the sequels, but it, that was where my big conflict though with, with the new one was, is that I'm like, they kind of just half assed that whole thing. But at the same time, it is some, an aspect that's not really explored quite a bit as far as like, what does the, um, you know, uh, that when you've got this evil and it does these horrible things, what is the effect it has on, you know, the people that, that live through it, the, the survivors, which is an interesting thing because, right. and again, and maybe this is why I didn't like this one as much as I did, because I love David Gordon Green and I thought Stronger was one of his best movies. And it's such a great movie about dealing with that with dealing with going through a horrible situation and then um you know um just doing what you can to get through like basically each day um and it's so just like raw right, and so right. just like gut-wrenching in a way and so powerful so i feel like that the way it dealt with the same sort of like mental state of a person um when i just compare the two because it's like it's like david garden green did this so well here and then it's just like kind of okay i almost kind of feel like he he wanted to go really into that 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 route and explore that and maybe the studios or whoever like yeah no this is a horror movie this halloween movie you got to be a halloween movie (laughs) you know what i mean so uh but yeah it, it's so it's so weird. Yeah. It definitely reeks of that of, of a lot of either studio interference right. or just a shitload of right. rewrites. One yeah. of the two. And so yeah, yeah, and I totally got off uh, subject here, but we were talking about the the Babadook. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I think we talked enough about the Babadook. What would your next puzzle be? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I what I wanted to just bring up. I mean, you brought up Scream, so I mean, obviously. 
Uh, you mentioned Jason, but I, I do want to just lay out the Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th mm -hmm. uh, as a series, uh, as a movie, as a series, is something that would not have existed had it not been for Halloween, had it not been for the success of Halloween. And right. um, there's so many elements that um, come from Halloween, the, the, the POV of, of, of the killer, uh, the, um, you know, the way the killer moves, um, the, 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 the victims that he actually goes after being, you know, uh, younger people being, uh, high school kids, you know, teenagers, um, sex is bad. The, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the whole <laughs> sex, sex is bad. You have sex, uh, you know, do bad things and you're going to die. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and Jason, that's the thing, Jason and, and Michael Myers, uh, they're both just these boogeymen that say nothing. They, they go, they walk slow. Uh, one use, you know, a knife, one use a machete for the most part. Uh, and it's it, so much so that a lot of people, they, they, they don't know which is which, and they totally just get them confused. Like the whole, uh, joke with, uh, baby driver. Um, and the, oh, yeah, the yeah. Michael Myers mask, <laughs> which, which is Mike, they, which they, they, they have the Mike Myers. Um, and he's like, Oh, you wanted me to get Jason. And he's like, no, <laughs> not Jason. It's Michael Myers in Halloween. So yeah. Um, that's the thing is that in many ways, I mean, Friday the 13th is basically a, you know, a, a rip off of a Halloween straight up. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That being said. I felt big time this new one. Um, I felt some influence uh, from the Friday the 13th series, specifically Jason Goes to Hell. Jason Goes to Hell, um, there totally had some Jason Goes to Hell moments in this one because in Jason Goes to Hell, they're, they, they're, there's basically like a, they set up like a whole fake camp to basically capture him. Uh, and it, they basically set a trap for him. And I mean, that's what this one is, is that she's setting a trap. Um, sure. And so I totally just like, it, it, there was a moment when like, uh, it seemed, I, I don't remember specifically if this even happened, but it just feels like it did. Maybe it did. But like, it seems like <laughs> there's a moment almost identical uh, where, uh, here, Michael walks up, these bright lights turn on, boom, on him. And it's almost uh, feels like it should have been a Scooby-Doo moment where, like, the the net drops on top of him and then it wraps him up and pulls him up in the tree. <laughs> so, totally so, no, yeah, like Friday the 13th, big, a big movie, uh, a big series influence from the original that uh, also uh, is very much... I, you know, and it's been so long since I've seen so many of the Friday the 13th movies. I'm sure there are moments here and there that probably are totally, you know, in the new Halloween movie. Sure, sure. Uh, well, my next puzzle piece, um, I guess it kind of goes along with that a little bit, uh, is uh, Panic Room. Which uh, <laughs> talking about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and her her little setup of all the her, all her traps and her uh, little secret area and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Reminded, 
reminded me of all that stuff. Although it should be noted that she does a pretty terrible job of it with her insanely slow moving kitchen counter and uh, <laughs> all right. that other stuff. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the hell the point of that was. Um, why they would make <laughs> it that way? Why? I mean, she had uh, what is it, thirty years or whatever they're saying, like <laughs> to uh, to to build all this stuff. She couldn't have gotten a little higher tech. I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> a little bit of Panic Room though, um, which I, I think in its own right is pretty influential. I mean, people know Panic Rooms because of that movie you know right no yeah i i i totally don't remember much of anything about panic room oh me neither except for it being a panic room (laughs) right (laughs) i think i i think uh jared leto was in it and i think i believe so yes okay all right so yeah i'm thinking of the right movie uh Uh (laughs) joni joni foster and the um yep yep and the and the girl has asthma or something? I don't. I don't. She has a that. panic room. No, but the but she has a she has a daughter. I know. Yeah, has, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Well, that's she has funny. A panic that's room. funny though because it, um, panic room um, along the same lines of it. I I I I kind of get that same sort of vibe. Uh, again, a movie influenced by uh, Halloween that influences the new one, and that's uh, Don't Breathe. Um, a movie that some people love that I wasn't really that big on. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, cause I mean, basically he, he, his house is a trap. I mean, you know, so it, yeah. it's kind of along the same lines. And then um, also though, the don't breathe with the night moments is very reminiscent of the original Halloween, uh, especially sure. just the, the, the way uh, Carpenter, one of the great things, too, about that movie and the way that that movie shot is the framing of things and the way light and, and reflections and various things like that are used with you'll have Jamie Lee Curtis standing here and then you've actually got Michael standing there and, and maybe you don't even see him at first, but then something happens and then there's like some light and then it's like, Oh my God, he's right there. You know? (laughs) Uh, And so that's like that, 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 that spirit, that that's the whole movie of don't breathe. Like um, it, it's just like that, that little moment is, is what that movie is all about. Uh, And I think it's, it's, it's another, it's another one of those though, that, that is in that same, that, that same school of the, it follows Baba Duke don't breathe you you've definitely got um you know uh, you've got schools of people saying that this is the greatest horror movie in 20 years and then this person's like no this one is so uh um and at the same time um like i said uh i feel that influence of don't breathe though in this new movie um one of the things though that i felt was an influence of this new movie and it's kind of one that i'm not <clears throat> i mean i I'm on board, but I'm not like in love with, and that's um, all of the new like current horror movies, like The Conjuring. This one had to me uh, The Conjuring written all over it. I feel like that that was a especially bloggers. Really, bloggers are going to speak to Michael Myers. That's how actually you wait, wait, movie. wait. Wait a minute. Podcasters. It wasn't a blogger. Podcasters. It was a podcaster. 
I la- I laughed at that. Um, it was ridiculous, but I but I did laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It reminded me of the time that you went and talked to Charles Manson before he died for an episode of piecing yeah. it together. That's what it reminds me. That was awesome. <laughs> that, that, that was a really good one too. Everybody, you should subscribe and download all the episodes and find it. Yes. <laughs> But that's the thing is that they they're they're podcasters, but they totally the way that they those characters, they just like they were like, we want the people from the conjuring in this. Make them a little younger. Boom. Here they are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey. And by by the way, they were they were uh, podcasters with five grand in their pocket to uh, to try to get the uh, get the scoop. Yeah. okay, Because podcasters are all rolling in it. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, yes. Again, very much yeah. like the time that you walked in with a suitcase yeah. of five grand and twenty pounds of cocaine, and you were like, "Yeah, here, let me talk to." I do that uh, regularly. I, <laughs> let me speak to the Unabomber. I need him on my show. I'm doing a, another episode. great episode. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 was so funny and so ridiculous. Uh, but but it's to to the to the main puzzle piece you're talking about about modern uh, horror movies, which as we know are like my least favorite kind of right. horror movie. Um, I I do I do agree with you. Although I also think while I agree with with that statement, I I think it's yet another underexplored area of this movie it's just like a whole bunch of underexplored areas right, right. uh you know they they didn't go deep into the female relationships they didn't go deep into all the young people they didn't go deep right. into anyone's motivations or right. into uh Laurie Strode's grief and they didn't go deep into trying to you know do what modern horror does um so it's it's interesting how they tried to pull themselves in too many directions and didn't really succeed in any of them i think right yeah yeah the uh that's the thing is that i mean if you go with that whole podcaster thing run with it all the way through it's like it's just like totally just like here here this is we're gonna do this because we're like gonna modernize it and update it uh because yeah podcasting people podcast now so okay and then it's like it's like those characters they sh- they they could have been doctors or they could have been something i mean they d- what i what i was like was like why weren't they filmmakers at least i mean it would have made more sense to me but then i was like oh they want to distance themselves because they've done like like uh they they kind of explored that like the whole filmmaking kind of aspect and and like one of the Halloween movies with like Coolio, I think. Um, and it's just like, they wanted to kind of distance <laughs> from that. And they're like, we want a new take. And it's just like, you know what yeah. I mean? Why weren't they, why weren't they like just totally just like rip, total rip off of the conjuring people and be like, Oh, we're investigators. I don't know. It was just right. The whole Go thing, all the way. Yeah. It, it just like very half-assed in so many ways. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, and and then though that that scene I, I mentioned Rob Zombie, the 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 rest uh, the restroom scene, you know where they get killed. To me, that was totally like ripped from ha- Rob Zombie's Halloween. 
I swear there's that like was a so Rob Zombie. Yeah, there, I swear there's weird. like a scene almost identical to that in the in the, it's the scene where he gets his jumpsuit. Um, which I only saw of Rob Zombie's Halloween one time because I was not a fan of it. I will say this. I love that movie, the beginning of it. I love like the first 30 or 40 minutes. I think that that is a great movie. The backstory, I love the relationship of Michael and his mother. And then though, it just, it turns into a totally different movie as soon as uh, the, the, the mom kills herself. The, the mom kills herself and the movie fades to black and then it comes up and it's like, it's a totally different movie. Um, <laughs> and so then it's just like, I really just hate it after that. Um, but <clears throat> again, this one has that same issue though, of it being just like several movies, like mishmashed together. Um, uh, with, yeah. with Rob Zombie's Halloween, I feel like it's two movies with this one though. It's like four or five, maybe six movies <laughs> at least <laughs> per scene. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, so I only have one more puzzle piece. Um, and my last one is not a movie, but just more of an idea and certainly more influential on just this new Halloween movie. Um, but again, yet even though this isn't a movie, it's yet another thing that isn't fully explored, which seems to be the uh, the, the main thing about this damn movie. But um, that is the Me Too movement. Um, which right, I think right. is a huge impetus for for this. Uh, well, for whatever the most recent version of the script is. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a very female empowered movie, or it, you know, was in in certain points anyway. Right. Um, and so, and I think that it, it's a perfect timing for this to have happened right. to get like a real, not under the radar, uh, new Halloween movie, not like some, you know, right. little B movie, like to have it where it's major and big. Um, it, it's perfect timing, especially because of how uh, big of an impact Jamie Lee Curtis made with the original and, you know, to get her back and everything. Right. It, it's perfect for this time and the Me Too movement and all that. Um, but again, like we've been talking about through this whole damn episode, I just wish they... If that's the angle they were going to take, I wish they would have explored it more. I think there's probably so much more that could have been said, um, but they just don't go there. Yeah, and I totally, I totally agree with you there. The timing on it is perfect, and that's the thing is that, <clears throat> like, it, it, with horror in general, it, 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 of course, it doesn't, uh, you know, it gets a, a different reputation, but this is something that's been being explored for like ever in horror. Uh, I mean, again, mm -hmm. go back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, go back to the original Halloween, the whole uh, women empowerment um, it is totally like uh, something that just is repeatedly happens. I mean, even the scream movies, um, you know, that's the whole thing with the whole yeah. final girl. I mean, um, and then, exactly. even, I mean, we're talking about women empowerment, death proof, uh, the amazing mm -hmm. ending of that movie. <laughs> Speaking of girl power, yeah. I mean, um, it, 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 it does make it perfect timing for this movie. It, it, it's like, Definitely, and because that thing ha that has been explored before, it does really make it feel like a miss. It makes it feel like it's just like you know enough to get by. That's 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 really the the story of this movie in many ways. Like all the uh, 
all the things that it explores. It's like uh, just <laughs> enough to get by, not enough to really, you know, um, mean anything, do anything, really say anything. Just be <laughs> like, oh yeah. Uh, by the way, yay. Uh, you know, women empowerment. Um, I mean, it's not this. That's the thing. This isn't really even like uh, Laurie Strode's movie. I mean, it, it, she's not right. in it much. It at should all. have been right. It, it absolutely should have, should have yeah. been. Yeah, no, it should have. Yeah, but it's not, and it's like that. Really, just feels like a misfire. That was my thing with the absolutely. with the finale of this movie. The um, it felt so disappointing to me. I remember when I saw H two O at the theater. The end of that movie, I was like, "Yes, I really liked H two O." I haven't watched it in forever, I, and I'm just speaking of when I saw it at the theater at the time, which now was like 20 years ago, which doesn't seem like it. Mm -hmm. um, and she, you know, decapitates uh, Michael, and it's just like, oh man, it's like so empowering because. In this one, it's just like, oh, he's locked in the basement. Yeah. Oh, let's set him on fire. And then to set the whole house on fire. They're still there. inside the house. And let's blow up the house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what? It was very strange. What? <laughs> so it's like, I mean, it totally, it, I, I know that they they did that because they're they're like we can't chop his head off how are we gonna do a sequel but of course i mean that never stops them anyway i mean you totally can chop you know michael's head off obviously we did it 20 years ago of course uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just Shooting like I, times I wish it had more of that to it i wish it had that that just like where she really just like overcame because i mean like and not only that near the end of it it's just like um when he uh and her are finally in the scene together i mean he grabs her face and is just like you know breaking her glasses and stuff and i'm just like oh my god this is horrifying and then she doesn't yeah. like get to like <laughs> put the smack down like it's just like I don't know. It was very disappointing for, for her to have so much, you know, hurt and so much anger built up for so much time and her been, you know, obviously yeah. like, uh, you know, working out and, 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 and doing the, the shooting all, I mean, she should have pumped him full of like 20 bullets and like stabbed him a hundred times before yeah. she burned him. Should have kicked his ass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to blow him up. Okay. Yeah. Didn't, didn't we already see this in part two? Didn't, didn't Michael Myers get burnt up in part two? <laughs> oh, and, and not only that, didn't we actually see his body? Cause that's the thing in the part two, he's on fire and then he he comes back and he's like stumbling along and then he's you actually see him on fire and then he falls over and it's like okay he's dead we don't even get that in this one though we just like oh right. he's in the basement and then the house is on fire oh we're safe and then let's go go get in the back of a truck like texas chainsaw massacre and ride <laughs> off into the sunset not the sun, the sunrise. Sure, sorry. sure, yeah, sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit ending, total. Bullshit. But yeah, that that was one of the uh, the the things that totally that reminded me of uh, Chainsaw Massacre was the end where they get into the back of the truck, and then uh, there was the scene also, which was which is a, a, a you know 
it, it pays uh, homage to the uh, original Halloween too, but it got the original Halloween ripped it off from from Chainsaw Massacre. Sure, was the part in the original Michael falls out the window, and in this one, uh, Laurie Strode falls out the window, and then in Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, that's how she get, she gets away. I don't remember the character's name, but it's Marilyn Burns, who she jumps out the window uh, and runs away from him. Mm. Um, so again, that that's a that's a good thread though through all three of those movies because again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the greatest slasher movie ever. Beautiful. <laughs> well, do you have, do you have <laughs> any uh, do you have any other puzzle pieces before we uh, close this up? Oh well, one of the big ones though that uh, I thought of. Uh, it just relates to the new Halloween mm-hmm. and in the way that it, it does deal with, you know, mental health totally reminded me of close encounters of the third kind. Oh yeah, um, that's good. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of an offensive kind of way. Yeah. It's like, cause close and close encounters of the third kind is like, you know, you're watching the movie and you're like, this guy's totally, you know, yeah, insane. Exactly. The guy's insane. No, <laughs> and he is. He's, he's like insane. out of control. He just is. Yeah. No, he, he is. He's out of control, like mentally. But at the same time, he is right. And then it's like, he, it's like redemption of, I was right. right. But it's like, at the same time, though, it's like, no, he's still like totally mentally unstable. Just because he's right about this one thing does not mean he was mentally stable. <laughs> and he totally is so like abusive to like his wife, and he's just like total like nutcase. And and that's kind of what I felt like with this one, the in the way she was handled. It's like she's just kind of like, I mean, okay, sure. Yeah, she's she's right. Michael is, you know, coming to kill everybody. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know, it's just something it's like it's kind of offensive just the way that the character is, is shown and treated. And then it's just, it's almost, it's, it's almost like, a, almost like a punchline. It's like, see, I told you, right. you know, <laughs> and, and you're supposed to go like, Oh, she told him. Right. Oh, all along. And so yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that that one totally it's kind of bullshit (laughs) it's kind of bullshit yeah and i completely agree with you there and yeah i totally see what you mean by saying that it's offensive it's like it 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 really is and like especially considering the fact that um you know it's it's the whole runtime it she she's basically the crazy person you know it's really just like the last 10 minutes that she gets even the slightest bit of uh of redemption kind of kind of crazy right 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 mm-hmm. and and because and that's the thing also to where it really screws with it it's, it's, it's like it's like okay well is is she really suffering is she really uh, like uh, you know unstable or is she just really smart i mean i don't know it's just like it, it, again, it's just kind of confusing yeah. as to the, the the message it's sending. It's whole, muddied up. A whole lot of half explored ideas, basically, is what this movie right, comes right. down to. And 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 though that brings me to a, 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 another point that I was going to make because oh, you sure. you brought up the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, what this one totally felt like was a fan film. It was like somebody who loves 
Halloween, loves not just Halloween, but loves horror movies in general, loves Wes Craven, loves Toby Hooper, loves, you know, the Friday the 13th movies. They were like, oh, I'm going to do a movie the way I wanted it that doesn't include any of the other Halloween movies, but also <laughs> at the same time does include all of the Halloween movies. Uh, yeah, it's glorified it's like, fan I want fiction. my cake. <laughs> yeah, I want my cake and I want to eat it at the same time. I'm going to totally reference Halloween 3, Halloween 2, Halloween, you know, whatever. And uh, at the same time, totally disown them and make it exactly like Rob Zombie's Halloween, totally disowning it. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it's really, uh, it's 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 kind of that whole thing of how fandom is so out of control, especially mm -hmm. with like the, the the Star Wars movies. It just kind yeah. of reeks of that whole thing, uh, fan fiction, fan film, and you know, fanboy, uh, the, that whole whole thing. But at the same time, what's so funny about it is it kind of it turns it on its head in that way that Ghostbusters tried to and, and, and was not able to win over its fans, but right. it did it and won the fans over by kind of turning itself on, you know, the whole masculinity thing. But at the same time, uh, being all about, Oh, fan this fan that. Mm. Uh, but again, I think that says something about horror in general and right. just the way, you know, horror movies and the threads that have run through them. So, no, absolutely. Um, well, what, what I also wanted to mention, though, is that uh, we were talking about the, the characters and the way the, the girls were treated and how how great they were portrayed in the original Halloween. Um, that's one of the things that uh, when I was rewatching it, um, there's a scene with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, her character, Laurie, and then the other character, Annie they're in a car driving and they're smoking marijuana and there's just something about that scene. And it's, it's very simple scene where they're just going down the, the, the street and they're just kind of talking, but it, it reminded me in many ways, something about it reminded me of Pulp Fiction and uh, the early scenes, you know, with John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson and at the same time, it reminded me of Transformers with the scene in the in the car with Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. And, <laughs> and, and the thing is, though, uh, the great thing, though, about those moments in both of those movies and this movie as well, is it's really great just character moments in movies. It's ca great character moments in movies of people in a car driving like i mean people in a car driving how often are you, are you like you do you remember that moment in a movie unless it's like a car chase right. and it was just like kind of to me it, it it feels of that same vein and and then again this kind of goes back to what i was talking about if it follows and the moment that i remember in it follows it's not i don't remember them talking but i remember the like the back of the car and the and it's like you see the road the back of the car is night and there's just like leaves right um, right so again that kind of ties all this all back together so yeah Absolutely. Uh, pulp fiction but i don't know about again though there's that kind of like that 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 wannabe tarantino thread through the new one uh as i said that it's more in in vein of kevin smith than it is tarantino but um yeah right. i think that was it 
Although the the kid, which I know me and you talked about the kid before, uh, Jabrell Nantambu is oh, his I'm, name. I'm bringing, him, I'm bringing him up for sure after the uh, the finished puzzle. So. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. We're just finishing up the puzzles. I, I was yeah. like, for some reason, I was thinking we we were finishing up our talk. So I was like, oh yeah, this oh. this this this. Oh, oh no, this kid okay, this so kid final... is getting talked about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so final final puzzle piece then. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would it... say, uh, uh, well, this this goes uh, uh, influence the original influence, and then also it would tie into the new one. And I would say found footage as a genre because the original film. In many ways, uh, is it, shot in so many ways as of a good found footage should be shot. I mean, again, I, I mentioned how just voyeuristic and how just stalkerish the movie feels. Um, and then you had a couple moments where they totally tried to rip that off in, in the new one, uh, where you got like the, the the long one take and. And there's the woman in the window and then Michael walks around the house and he goes in and he kills her, uh, which uh, they really did this also in the second Halloween at the very beginning of the second Halloween. There's a great like scene like that, that uh, they're trying to do um, in the new one, but found footage. Um, I couldn't think of anything specific, but of course, I mean the Blair Witch project. So I would say that the, the original, uh, Halloween is in many ways uh, a huge influence on the Blair Witch Project, and of course, it, it has been the the one that really you know made found footage explode. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, Paranormal Activity, which made it explode again. Uh, and 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 with those movies as well, uh, they they did that thing of of kind of like modernizing something and making it feel fresh and new uh like halloween did like scream did like happy sure. death did. yeah so um so. i i can see where you're going for with it with the found footage um i don't i don't uh i don't see it like specifically in the new one um or necessarily even in the original but definitely in the way that um halloween has influenced all of horror you know found footage being kind of like well there's obviously the new new incarnation of horror which is like the conjuring and stuff like that that we just talked about but before that uh found footage was like the new thing of horror for like a good decade and um and i i think halloween has cre crept into every uh version of the horror genre well what that. i what i would say big time though the the just the way that the, the the original was shot just with the long takes and the the camera movement Right, um, especially the the opening scene uh, with the the point of view of the killer, and and then the the long mm -hmm. drawback of the reveal, uh, you know that it, it's a little boy. Um, <clears throat> just that 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 specifically is a, just the camera movements, I would say. So I mean, basically, sure. basically, I mean, when the when found footage movies generally it they tend to exaggerate and 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 shoot them in a crappy way so it's like people feel like oh this is real but when in actuality they should shoot them right. more like <laughs> halloween so that then people aren't like oh mm -hmm. i'm dizzy oh i can't watch it it makes me sick and it's just like um uh, so that that was my whole thing though um so and i love found footage so sure anytime i can okay 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Right on. Well, let me uh, let me read down the finished puzzle list, and then we'll get into some uh, closing thoughts on on uh, the two Halloween movies. So, um, our our finished puzzle list here is It Follows, Stranger Things, Death Proof, Scream, uh, Rob Zombie movies in general, including his Halloween movies, uh, Happy Death Day, Mean Girls, The Craft, Heather's Jawbreakers, uh, Baba Duke. Panic Room, Terminator 2, Friday the 13th, Don't Breathe, modern horror movies like The Conjuring, found footage films, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, fan films, Pulp Fiction, and the Me Too movement. And uh, that is all of our puzzle pieces combined as a piecing it together of the new Halloween and a breaking it apart of the original Halloween. So, um, yeah, let, let's, uh, let's close this thing up with, uh, just a couple more comments. Um, like we were about to do, I, I have one, I have two mm-hmm. things I wanted to mention. One is, uh, actually a little bit of praise after all <laughs> the trashing we've been doing. And the other one is a little more trashing to add to the pile. Um, so, you know, what? I'm just going to get the, uh, the trashing out of the way so we can get to the good stuff. Um, this new Halloween it's rare that I watch a movie and say, oh, the editing is bad. Um, this movie, some of the editing was so bad, I was, like, shocked while I was watching it. Um, there's one scene where uh, the blonde girl's, like, running out of the room, and it, it seemed so amateurish the way that it was uh, cut, the way that she, like, ran and then tripped. Um it it's it was almost bizarre. It was like almost like a uh like like a low budget like student film or right. something, the way the way that some of the editing came together. I did you notice any of that? Like No, no, not necessarily. I, I uh I don't know. I think I've seen so many bad, like badly edited movies that editing does isn't something that it necessarily sure. unless it's like really good that I even really take notice of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I normally don't either. That's why I was so shocked that it stood well, here, out to me here, so here, here's, here's the here's the <laughs> weird thing, um, which I and I it's funny because I I specifically remember though there being some cool editing in this. There was some quick like almost like Guy Ritchie hmm. type of boom 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 type of editing, especially early on. Um, and so it's bizarre though because this one. It, it tries to at times be like the original film with these long takes. And then there's like these quick edit moments mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's a very inconsistent movie. So, I mean, I think so that, I think that it does not have any timing in that. And, and that's probably what really like threw you off and made you be like, what the hell? Cause yeah, it is, right. it is a very bizarre movie in that sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. But uh, until you just said that about the editing, but I remember at the beginning when it first started, I was like, I was like, man, this is cool the way this was done. And then it was like they mm-hmm. tried to all of a sudden be like, oh no, we're going to be like the original, and here's a long take. And then it's like, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, yeah I, man, I get what you. A, what, what a messy mishmash. Um, all right. Well, you know, with that, I would like to get on to uh, praising young Jabril Nantamban. I, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, I I, it's it's Jabril, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But yeah, Nantambu, Nantamban. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Either. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this was uh, the little kid, little black kid, who is being babysat by the uh, the, the blonde babysitter, who I really like barely in the movie um right. it's like it could it could have been a scene from another script that they just filmed anyway but this kid completely steals the movie totally um i want to see more movies with right. this kid right is 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 five minutes in this movie unrelated to the plot whatsoever <laughs> um uh totally it was the best part of the movie um i said on twitter i want to see this kid star in a home alone reboot that's yeah, how that good would, that, uh, would, that would be is. awesome that would be awesome <laughs> um, and here's the thing, because uh, evidently most of his lines were actually improvised. Uh, really? Supposedly, <laughs> yeah, supposedly like that's him. Like uh, for the most part, he just goes off script. Um, and I rules. was like, wow. So yeah, that, that like you did, you said that about Home Alone. I was like, oh yes, totally. And then what I thought of is uh, people under the stairs. I'm like. Put him in people under the stairs. Yes, that, that would be great. So. Uh, I'm on board for that too. Just put this kid in a bunch of new movies. I'm, right, I'm, I'm down for all of them. <laughs> right, well, make him make him the star of Halloween two or Halloween four forty one or whatever you want to. How just Halloween? How about Halloween? There's not enough movies just called Halloween. That doesn't confuse people. Yeah, I people. know, right? Yeah, like like they they yeah. haven't learned with Saw when Saw's just like, oh, this one's called Saw. Also, it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So any uh, any other closing thoughts before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, well, just I would say overall, uh, to me, um, yeah, this was just a, a very messy, muddy, uh, like. I, I I don't know. Like, the, uh, I I I I love David Gordon Green. I think he's done some really really great stuff. I think he's done some fun Danny stuff. Danny McBride too. Oh yeah yeah, and Danny Danny McBride yeah. Um, but I from the from the original trailer, I thought I was going to be disappointed because I felt like in many ways there's a lot of uh, just kind of oh. I, I, you know, just another Halloween movie. And, and, and in many ways it, it does kind of feel that way. Um, mm -hmm. And at the same time though, when I saw it, it felt less John Carpenter than I thought it was going to feel. Um, mm -hmm. I, I felt really, I felt a lot of, uh, of Wes Craven influence and I felt a lot of like uh, Toby Hooper, uh, like I said, uh, specifically, you know, Chainsaw Massacre moments for me. Um, there were also, as I said, Wes Craven, not just Scream, but um, Last House on the left and The Hills Have Eyes even, um, which made me think of people under the stairs for the, for the, the, the kid. But um, it, it just really, as I said, it's, it's like a fan film. It feels like they just put all of these things right. they like and, throw them in a blender and just here it is. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, a big, big disappointment. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad I, I did uh, see it at the theater. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I'm, of course I'm on board for a sequel. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, come on, let's, let's do it. Immediately. Um, <laughs> Especially, especially if Jabrell's in it. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, make Jabrell the star, and um, mm -hmm. totally, uh, totally on board. So.
All right. Anything you want to plug before we uh, get going? No, no, no. I'm good. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, buddy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Scream Scene, the horror movie podcast where we watch every horror movie ever made in chronological order, then rank them from best to worst. Your dedicated hosts, Sarah and Ben, bring you a new episode each week, covering the history of film through a horror lens, from silent to sound and black and white to color, and the social and cultural context surrounding them. Scream Scene is your well-researched, in-depth, and respectful dive into the horror movies of old. Join us, Creatures of the Night, by subscribing to Scream Scene on iTunes. And visit our website, ScreamScenePodcast.tumblr.com. You'll be dying to subscribe. <laughs> That's pretty bad. It'll be a hell of a good time. Better? It'll lift your spirits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation about the new Halloween and the original Halloween with Chad Clinton Freeman. Uh, I hope you'll forgive me if there was any editing mistakes within the episode. I, I don't think there were, but, um, you know, I, like I said, we recorded this episode a long time ago, and going back to edit a show that you recorded, like, three months prior, it's kind of uh, a bit of a drag. <laughs> so, and I tried to do all the editing myself, so, you know, it is what it is. But I, I think I think it was pretty, pretty clean. So anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed that conversation. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get to do it again at some point. I don't know. I don't know how exactly it would work out that the original, classic, timeless, influential movie would have a remake slash sequel coming out that, you know, is worth covering and that is clearly inspired by all the things that were inspired by. It's it's pretty wild and i'm glad we were able to do this episode even though we didn't really love the movie unfortunately so anyway um i hope you are enjoying piecing it together we would love to hear what you think of the show uh this is our 45th episode that's freaking awesome we're almost to 50 it's crazy uh anyway you could rate and review us on itunes you could also just get in touch you could email me directly by david rosen at gmail.com or uh, you know, you could follow us on social media at Piecing Pod or join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group, and you can get in touch that way as well. Also, uh, you can go to our website, PiecingPod.com, where we have a whole bunch of new stuff coming really soon. Uh, I've been doing reviews on there too, written reviews, so th there's a lot more content other than just the uh, the podcast itself. So definitely check out PiecingPod.com and get signed up for the mailing list while you're there. We're hopefully going to be doing a bunch of uh, giveaways to coincide with uh, not only episode 50, but also the one-year anniversary of the show, which is coming up in a little over a month. So uh, with that said, I think that's it for today. Uh, I want to uh, remind you guys that this month uh, is going to be crazy. <laughs> this month of February, we have a lot of episodes coming. We actually may have a full episode eight episodes, two episodes, 
per week. That's crazy. It's only supposed to be a once a week uh, show, but we just have so many episodes coming up, man. We got special episodes. We got bonus episodes. We got regular episodes. We got another uh, Breaking It Apart episode. There's just so much coming. So I, I hope you're subscribed. I hope you're listening and I hope you get in touch and let us know what you're thinking of the show. So uh, I want to do want to say one thing before uh, I get to a piece of my music to close out the episode. Um, as you guys know, you should know, uh, we, I also have another podcast called Bird Road Podcast with my buddy Q. Uh, that, that's the podcast that started it all here on the All Points West Network, and we're, of course, still doing it. And uh, we have our next live show coming up. It's going to be uh, February 21st in Miami at uh, the Union Beer Store, uh, 1547 Calle Ocho in Miami. Uh, me and Q, we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff, politics, comedy, just whatever we come up with. We got some guests lined up. Uh, we're going to come up with a bunch of fun stuff. It should be a really great time. I don't know if any of you are in Miami, but if you are, you should come to the show. More information is available on the Bird Road Podcast Facebook page, uh, which we don't really update, but that's where the event is because, I mean, no one's going to go to our event, right? I mean, come on. So anyway, uh, February 21st, Miami, live Bird Road coming up. I'll remind you guys a couple more times before that happens. So uh, let's leave you with a piece of music, and I think it's only fitting for me to play you guys Stalker, which is a single that I released also on Halloween, uh, when this episode should have originally come out. Uh, but Stalker is completely inspired by John Carpenter himself. Um, a lot of my music is inspired by John Carpenter. Uh, I love his work, and that kind of dark and creepy kind of cinematic mu music is really my favorite kind of thing to do. And Stalker is 100% in that area. And uh, this song is available for sale on iTunes. It's also on my Halloween Spotify playlist, uh, for those of you that don't like buying music. But uh, you can also hear it now. So let's jump into Stalker. Hope you guys enjoy this track. And I'll be back uh, on Friday next week with another new episode. Actually, we're going to be back on Monday next week uh, with another new episode. Uh, it's going to be a most anticipated movies of 2019 special episode with both Chad Clinton Freeman and Ryan Darty again. Uh, so yeah, like I said, lots of piecing it together coming up. Lots of new music coming up. Enjoy stalker. I'll talk to you guys next week.
and all points west. 